1: Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
2: Care. What does it mean to be a hero and are there heroes amongst us? Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're platformed by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Young Juan, and today we will be addressing everyday heroes.
3: And I'm Henna Hundle. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity. Although you may already know me or have heard of me as the Help with Henna reporter. Today, I'm thrilled to be co-hosting again. Now, what is a hero or heroine? A hero, usually male, and a heroine, female, are people who are admired or idealized for courage, outstanding achievements, or noble qualities. In today's second and third segments of our program, you'll meet a woman who heroically survived the Holocaust and today strives to help those who are marginalized or bullied. Right now, our Techie Talks reporter, Kysine Kelly, wants to discuss the heroines of technology. Hi, Kysine. Hi, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So what do you have in good. store for us today?
4: Okay, so I'm going to be talking about girls in technology. So the first response I normally get when I tell people that I'm interested in technology and pursuing it as a career is one of shock. When I w- told one of my guy friends that I was planning on taking AP Computer Science next year, he actually started to laugh. Unfortunately, more mild forms of this reaction are not uncommon. Last summer, researchers at Yale University in New Haven published a study proving that physicists, chemists, and biologists are likely to view a young male scientist more favorably than a woman with the same qualifications. This was the first study to give factual basis to the claims that girls are discriminated against in the STEM fields. STEM science stands for science, technology, engineering, and math. Another study of girls in computer science published by an MIT student blames the connotation of nerd or geek with going into this field. Actually, the other day, I attended a panel of women who work in the STEM fields. My school hosted them in an effort to encourage girls to go into this field, in which females make up only about 18% of the workforce. And this is even less in computer science. Being interested in computer science, I was excited to attend and see what I could learn. It was inspiring to learn about all the opportunities that are out there for girls who are interested in the STEM. Programs like Girls Who Code, which offers summer camps and scholarships to, the organi- to girls, and organizations called Girls in Tech, which offer resources from established women in their respective fields to give like, research advice or even interviews. It has chapters that are all around the world, from Denver to the Middle East. One hero in technology is Sheryl Sandberg, author of the New York Times bestseller, Lean In. She's the COO of Facebook and rose to fame with her TED Talks entitled Why We Have Too Met Few Women Leaders. It outlined her long journey to being one of the few women leaders at a large tech company like Facebook. She blames the lack of woman leadership on the decision to lean back and start a family instead of focusing on rising in position and work. She argues that as women, we should try to balance both uh, both our work and our life at home, and she uses her life as an example of balance. Sandberg also says that women, we should be looking to help each other out, not push each other down. There is a huge potential for growth and jobs in this sector, and there's room for everyone. And with confidence, anyone can rise to the top. It is these heroes in technology who are inspiring a new generations of girls to break stereotypes and follow their initial pull toward the STEM fields. And there's nothing more inspiring than that.
2: Yeah, I love your whole segment today. Although I'm not a girl in technology, I love it when my friends say, oh, I'm super interested in engineering, or I'm super interested in taking AP Computer Science. And I Mm -hmm. think that's great that more women are going into these fields. And what do you think is responsible for the lack of the female presence in STEM fields?
4: Yeah, so we actually talked a lot about this, not only at the um, workshop the other day, but also in my um, European history class today about um, how there are so few women in these fields and what what's to blame for that. So we came up with a couple um, different ideas. One is that um, a lot of times girls feel like they have to label themselves as a math or a science person, or if you're not a math or science person, you're a history person. Whereas a lot of times guys don't feel the pressure to be like, oh, I'm only good at math, or I'm only good at history, so I can't be good at math too. And then another connotation, another reason we came up with was. Um, when you think of like math and science, you also think of like nerd or geek, and then you have these stereotypes in your mind of what what a nerdy or geeky girl is, and so you don't feel like you can break these stereotypes, and that's another reason there's so few girls in these fields.
3: Oh that's cool, and I love the fact that you mentioned Cheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, because I've actually read that, and I thought it was a fantastic book and in that, I remember she talked about when she used to work at Facebook or she still does work at Facebook, but Mark Zuckerberg had a plaque up on the wall at the Facebook office, and it had a quote on there that said, what would you do today if you weren't afraid? And I remember reading in her book that that really impacted her, and then every day thereafter, she would wake up with a whole new attitude of what am I going to do today because I'm not afraid. And so when we talk about all these challenges, that woman face because they're afraid to get involved in tech. um, What do you think we can do to overcome that?
4: Well I think the whole initial fear thing, well I for one definitely can relate to that being afraid um, because I come from a family of people who are more into um, writing and the humanities so um, Mm -hmm. with my initial interest in technology it's kind of scary to go into this field that not necessarily a lot of people are into especially at my school there's only one AP computer science class and I believe it has less than 20 students so a big part of the breaking the fear thing is there's a lot of organizations out there who are encouraging girls to code there's mentor programs and the one I didn't mention is called she plus plus and it was by recent Stanford grads created this organization so if you're just a girl in high school or middle school and you want someone to even just talk to you about their experience in STEM, you can, have, you can just email them and they'll match you up with someone with similar personality traits.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, one of my friends who is now at Barnard College in New York she is huge in the code department. She joined Girls Who Code and just talking to her and her enthusiasm for technology also spreads that enthusiasm as well because the best thing that we have is each other and the influences that we all bring to one another. Like when right. one person says, I love technology, other people are also encouraged. So um, last last year, two years ago, in um, AP Physics, there were only four girls and one girl in AP Computer Programming. However, as the years go on, there's more girls, so that's always really encouraging.
4: Yeah, definitely. Like you said, um, at our school um a couple years back there's only six girls in AP physics but um last night they showed um they published some data and now there is an equal number of girls and boys in AP physics which yeah. is really amazing. And there's even more girls than boys in um calc bc.
3: Yeah. That is pretty incredible and I think that's actually expanding across so many different programs. Yesterday with my AP physics class we actually went to the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory and we toured the facility. And we actually got to talk to some very renowned physics professors. And one of my big questions was, do you think the reality of a predominantly male dominated science field is changing? And I was so inspired when the professor told me that, yes, it is. And in his breadth of experience, he could really attest to the fact that more and more women are being incorporated in all these great science and math related fields. Um has that been the case with you guys too at your at your schools? Yeah, definitely. Um we see like
4: increased numbers of girls in science and technology and then also people are fe- um are not as afraid anymore to be like, "Oh, I really like math, but I also like history and it's okay to be more I- into more than just math and science or just into history and English."
2: Yeah, I feel that way a lot. My parents, especially coming from like traditional like Korean background, in Korea when you go to college you have to decide are you like an English history person or a math science person and here you don't have to do that so it's really nice to be able to say I'm into technology and history and English so there's so many different possibilities for you.
4: Yeah, definitely. It's
3: amazing what's out there. Well, that's really cool. Thank you so much, Kaisin, for bringing our attention to the opportunities for girls in technology. It's a growing field, and it's wonderful to know that this new generation of young ladies can break the barriers. I'm Hannah Hundle, and you are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio.
2: And I'm Young Juwon. During the break, be sure to visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos, descriptions, links, and more. And also, be sure to check us out on Tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with a Real Live heroin.
0: What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves.
2: Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listening to. I'm Young Juon and today on Express Yourself, our theme is Heroes and Heroines Among Us.
3: And I'm Hannah Hundle. Now, although most Americans have studied the history of World War II and are aware of the atrocities committed by the German Nazis during the Holocaust, most of us have never had the honor of speaking with a living survivor. Today, we'll all get to meet Anita Schor, who is the heroine in Marion Stahl's book, Be a Hero.
2: A quick refresher of the horror of the, these Holocaust years, the German Nazis abducted over 12 million people from 20 countries, with two-thirds of these people from Eastern Europe. 15 million people were forced into labor during the war, comprising 20% of the labor force. 6 million Jews were exterminated plus over 5 million gypsies, Catholics, and others with a majority from Poland. In just a few years, the Nazis killed over 11 million people.
3: Now to start the tone, Anita Shore has a beautiful life in Czechoslovakia where she lived with her family surrounded by music. She loved playing the piano and was only 9 years old when her town of Brno was invaded by military forces, and her life began to crumble. She lived in the camps where many people died, and by the age of 15, she was an orphan fending for herself. Anita
2: has won many awards and is recognized for her heroism, yet the main reason we brought her on the show is because she loves to speak to schools, encouraging kids to not tolerate abuse or bullying. She says, step in and be a hero. Don't stay silent. Speak out. Now, I'd love for everyone to please welcome Anita to express yourself. Hello, Anita.
5: Hi, hi.
3: Hi. So the author yes, Marion Stahl <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you here. So okay. the author Marion Stahl chose your story as the focus of her book, "Be a Hero," and she even subtitled it "Anita's Piano." So how did this all come about? Could you elaborate a little bit on that?
5: Uh, isn't uh, Nicole, you are going to speak about that? I thought Nicolette is speaking about uh, how we... Uh, we were skiing in Vail, Colorado.
0: Oh, and, and Nicolette,
3: unfortunately, is not going to be on the show right okay. now.
5: I thought we should be... Anyhow, we met in Vail, in Colorado. We were we were part of a group that came speaking there. And uh, somehow Nicolette spoke to some other group of people. And somehow the, the conversation came about about... Uh, survivors, and she said, "You, yeah, I never met a survivor." So my friend said, "There she is. Go talk to her." Mm-hmm. And that's where it all started. <laughs> and she spoke to me, and we got somehow very much. Uh, we got a good connection. It was like you know, love on first sight. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was, uh, you know. not an American, she's from Switzerland, and she's also not Jewish, so this is a very international connection.
2: (laughs) Yes, and in the book you talk about how perfect your life as a little girl was disrupted, about life in concentration camps, and how you lost your entire family. Was it hard to be so open and honest in this book?
5: Uh, I made up my mind that I will make it so that when I'm not able to speak anymore, like after I'm 104, <laughs> that they should have something in schools to bring alive a story of a survivor, meaning me, because now I go from school to school and and I tell them about my story personally, and this is of course not going to be possible forever. So that school, the the book is really. Uh, it's, it's it's like the story I am telling, very much so.
3: Wow, that's really incredible. And reading the account and listening to all of this, it must have been such a harrowing experience. And I wonder, how did that impact the course
5: of your life? You are not the same person when you go through something like this. This is not a question of imp- it changes you You are a different person. Like even think about the soldiers that go to these wars of, of Afghanistan and of Iraq. They come back, they're not the same people anymore. You 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 when you have a gun in your back, you are not the same person. So so you try to put it later in life, you like to Put it behind you but you really cannot put it totally behind you. I call it that I shelve it so it doesn't you know it's not a monster that's hanging over me all the time. I have it there when I need to deal with something but also you know out of a horrible horrible experience you bring with it something that is important for life. Uh, I know that I have strength, I have confidence in myself, I trust my instincts because my instincts were made me stay alive. So, you know, in, it, it it really is a part of me to be a survivor.
2: Yeah, and speaking of surviving, how do you think you survive? Like, what did you do to live?
5: You know, one student asked me, what does it take to survive? And, and I said, came up with hope and perseverance and I think this is the right definition but if you really take this definition a, a little bit further, we really need hope and perseverance in everything we do in life. We need hope and perseverance to feel middle school, high school, college, then to find a job, then to find a person with who, you, with who you want to spend a life, open yourself to friendship, to life, to love. For everything we need hope and perseverance, but to survive, it is absolutely essential. Because luck was not given to you. Maybe you were lucky at the moment that you had to make a decision, but you had to make a decision to make that move. It, it wasn't like luck, luck was handed to you, and and really, like I belong to a group of people that all were children in the Holocaust. You, you look at them from outside; they look like a bunch of old people. You start to talk to them, and those are incredible people. There are people that have that you know that they had something extra to survive, and and it's interesting really to see that the survivors really, how they hold on together, how they keep themselves going in in the later years, it's amazing, it's amazing, me included, but I'm a judge, so that's different.
3: (laughs) Wow, now, now you're a young girl at that time, and then you're malnourished, you're cold, you had bugs, you were exhausted, and you're going through this terrible, terrible Time in history. And I just wonder, being such a young girl, what was going through your mind at that time? And what kind of hope did you have to have during that time?
5: You know, people want to live, and especially young people. The desire to live its enormous. It's enormous. This is the biggest thing, life. There is nothing more important than life. There's nothing more important. Survival, you do in a way that you Hold on together for the next minute, and and then you try to make the minute into an hour, and the hour into a day, and and that's how you keep yourself together. In in a situation like this, you really cannot make plans, or certainly not long term plans. You really exist in the moment and and try to just hang in. The hunger, the the hunger alone is a is a is a Totally consuming thing. It it takes over all your psyche. It it takes away your ability to to express yourself because there's not enough oxygen going to your mind. You are freezing cold all the time. It's a very debilitating thing, hunger. You it, it's, it's impossible almost to put hunger into words. But if you look into different languages, including English, there is no plural for the word of hunger. Because once you are hungry, once you are starving, there is not more starving or less starving. Starving is a situation that you... It's like the second you, as I said. You, You just have to somehow internalize it and try to hang in from one meal to the other and they never gave us enough so that we so that we, you know, could wait for the other and be full. We never got full, never in all those four years. I was never satisfied filled up after after a meal.
2: And. Um- after having such a harrowing experience and all of these terrible things that happened to you how did you not hate your captors and how did you not come out wanting revenge
5: because I tell you something a hatred and revenge it consumes you you will turn into a victim of it but I spent my life being a upstander, not a bystander because my mission is that cannot happen again and, and this what I really feel is my revenge and also my revenge is that I have a family, I have a son I have three grandchildren and when I go to the schools, all the kids in the auditorium are my grandchildren and, and I feel that this gives me is such food for soul it gives it I walk out energized with a big smile on my face and I said to myself you know what you cannot ask for more
2: thank you so much Anita for sharing your story of the Holocaust and inspiring us to all fight back and not accept the bullies in our lives and you can read more about Anita Shore at www. Anita Shore, s h or s c h o r r dot com. You are listening to Express Yourself Teen Radio. I'm Young Juelan, and she'll be right back.
1: Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer. He likes to cook. And most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world undersea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? tune into what up world it doesn't matter who you are where you come from or what you look like everyone is entitled to the same chance for success follow your dreams move forward make a difference tune into what up world every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel
3: Today's topic is Heroes and Heroines Amongst Us. I'm Hannah Hundle.
2: And I'm Young Juan. In our last segment, you met Anita Shore, Holocaust survivor and real life heroine. Her story of survival was chronicled in the book Be a Hero, Anita's Piano, by author Marion Stahl.
3: We are delighted that Anita, Anita is with us for this segment as well to continue our conversation on how each of us has the ability and responsibility to be a personal hero.
2: So thanks so much for staying with us here, Anita, here on Express Yourself.
5: I, I, I didn't understand what you wanted me to answer.
2: So oh, uh, I just wanted to ask you about the book. The book is subtitled Anita's piano, but there isn't a lot about the piano in the book So could you tell us why your piano played such a significant role in your survival?
5: Yes, yes, I will tell you. <laughs> uh, first of all, my father had an operatic voice, and was very much involved in music, and there was music in, in our house almost every, over, every uh, weekend and we kids, we were allowed to sit quietly and listen to music. My, my, my life was filled with music and, and piano. We had a beautiful Steinway piano in our uh, dining room, and, and it, that was looked at like a treasure. Also, when we were taken to concentration camp, my father took the piano and put it into storage. And while we were out, out in Terezin and in Auschwitz, in Auschwitz, we didn't have too much time to communicate. But in Terezin, he over and over told me, Anita, in, he was a very optimistic person. This is, is what I got from him. He was always, uh, everything is going to be fine. He said, in case you come home before we do, and you need money, you just go to this and this storage house in Berlin, And there we have the Steinway and you sell it and this is worth a lot of money. And when I came back after the war and I went to the storage house, they told me that the storage house burned and piano doesn't exist. And also, my little—I shouldn't forget—that's very important—that my little brother was very talented. That when I went to the conservatory and I struggled to 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 just to write to to, to play the, the the scales, he climbed up on the chair next to me and he could play anything. So he had the talent, not me. And that's the story of the piano.
3: Wow. That's really cool. And now, Anita, one thing that I really admire about you is that you've taken all of your experiences and all of this pain and you're really giving back today to today's young people and you're reaching out to people and you're really getting a unique message across. And I know that you speak to lots of young people about the importance of sticking up for oneself, of the importance of not letting bullies get away with their behavior. And why do you think bullying is such a tremendous problem today?
5: Well, I think bullying was always, and I consider it a wonderful thing that bullying is being actually addressed, because bullying always existed in schools, in in the workplace. I think this is a big step into making a better world that we identify it and fight it. And I'm telling the students, you cannot wait for the other guy to do this. You cannot be a bystander. You have to be used to being an upstander. And and you have to step in and yes... One person can make a difference. Because there are young people in school that suffer because maybe they're a little bit fat or they have big glasses on, or they just have a different accent or, or maybe look a little different, different color of skin. And kids can be very cruel. Kids can really be very cruel. And and this is something that I very much uh Often, I I really go into detail with smaller children. I give examples, and I I said, "Make sure that you don't stand there and and just watch, because that's how bad things happen if you don't address yourself to that."
2: And what do you think it means to be a hero?
5: Uh, There are different types of heroes. I think I think if you do something for mankind and for the future, I think that's heroic. And I always tell the young people: if you step in and you stop injustice, you feel like a hero because you are doing the heroic thing. I think, and and besides the the bullies, they are. They are not good people. You give them one push and they deflate. There's nothing to be afraid of, the bullies. Good people don't bully. You don't want to be one of those. You you cannot believe how how young students really, really, they want to make a better world. And they tell me, and when they write letters, they say, you know what, I i can't be any more a bystander because your voice is in the back of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and there is nothing more than uh, to know that you made a difference for somebody and for the world.
3: Wow. Now, you are just such an inspiration to me and I'm sure to so many people listening to this program right now. I and I, go.
5: Okay.
6: Go ahead.
3: Right. Right. No, you are just such an inspiration. and. I love all of your work with young people, with the young people of today, and I wonder that as you've been working with them, as you've been speaking with them, what conclusions have you drawn about today's young people? Do you think we could have survived what you endured? Do you think the young people of today have the qualities necessary to be a hero or heroine?
5: Absolutely absolutely and very often they when you know some teachers give uh, give them an assignment to write me a letter and many many of them surprisingly many write me that they could never they could never survive you you most kids don't have the confidence in their in their ability in their strengths and and this is one thing i always want the young people to understand that We have, as people, we have very deep resources of strength and of abilities. And when you are in need of survival, you dip into those resources and you bring them out. And unfortunately, those who were not able to do this, they are not here anymore. They just didn't make it.
2: And in our everyday lives, what are some ways that we can boost our own confidence and the confidence of the people around us?
5: That's a difficult question. (laughs) Uh, In everyday life? Yeah. Every moment is a precious thing. Mm -hmm. Give Give me an example of what you are thinking of everyday life. When you have breakfast or when you have dinner, or when your mother tells you you are a bad girl, or what kind of part of, of your life, everyday
2: life? <laughs> um, everyday life, meaning um, things you can do every day, things you can do without really thinking about it, without like stopping and making a conscious effort, things you can easily implement. <sighs>
5: I really, I, you know, you are asking a question that really I don't know where to bite in. <laughs> uh, you you will, you have to focus it a little bit tighter so I can answer it with some meaning.
2: Um, what are other ways to impact people that you may not necessarily know?
5: Um, I cannot forget what um, Mandela says one of his one of his words is and, and that was at a, in a frame of of uh, how to make a better world and how to uh, discuss things openly with other people he said somebody has to start to do the right thing and that means that sometimes if you are in a, in, a, in a negative way with somebody, then you say to yourself, let's forget about it and let's start on a clean sheet, because that's exactly what Mandela had in mind. Forget about what was, somebody has to start to do the right thing. And I think this is probably one of the most important things in, in making the, the, a better world that we have to concentrate on doing the right thing and somehow I think we all know what is right and what is wrong, even if we don't always do the right thing, but we know what's right. I think it's done. Hello? Well, thank
2: you, Anita, for all your wonderful messages and doing the right thing is very important and I'm so glad that you told us all about your own experiences today you are a true heroine and we are so honored to have spoken with you and check out our author Marion Stahl's website at Marion s-t-a-h-l dot com and learn more about Anita at Anita Shore s-c-h-o-r-r dot com I'm Youngju Ahn, and this is Express Yourself. Visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com. Thank and
4: you! And this has
3: just been an absolute privilege talking with you, Anita. You know, what, what a lot of experiences that you've been through, and it's so empowering that you're able to share it with our generation so that history does not repeat itself.
5: I love you all, guys.
3: <laughs> Express Yourself is brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity, which is a literacy and positive media charity. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Stay right with us. We'll be right back.
0: years old it seems as if nobody understands what you go through you're not quite a teenager yet but you're definitely not a little kid anymore tune in to life at 12 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through 12 and on to 13 and beyond. It's a tough point in your life right now. Get the advice you need on Life at 12, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel.
1: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids.
3: We didn't invent
2: kid talk. We perfected it, and at a very young age, you're listening to Voice
0: America Kids.
2: Hannah, did you read the news or see in the TV about the 17-year-old surfer who rescued two people who were drowning off Ocean Beach in San Francisco?
3: I did. I read about that, and I thought that was a pretty incredible story because you unfortunately hear so many drowning cases going on at that beach. And that teenager didn't even question doing a rescue. He just did it, and that is a true hero.
2: Yeah, he's the son of a San Francisco fire captain, and he said this was just natural for him to save a life. And I found that so inspirational and overwhelming at the same time. And so, Henna, you also want to talk about being a hero. So take it away.
3: Thank you, Youngju. Yeah, so without further ado, here is my Health with Henna segment, as my goal is to empower the new generation to lead active, healthy lives. I believe that if teenagers can get off on the right foot by making healthy lifestyle choices, then there's no telling what we'll be able to accomplish. Now, what comes to mind when you hear the word hero? Quite typically, the mere mention of the word hero conjures up images of daring, real-life superheroes who put themselves in harm's way for the protection of innocent bystanders or civilians. But did you know there's also an additional meaning of hero, one that actually applies just to each person individually? That's right, everyone listening to this today has the power to be a hero of their health, a hero for themselves, a hero who honors their own body by making smart and healthy lifestyle choices. Seems like a pretty simple way to be a champion for yourself, right? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, it isn't the case for enough of today's teenagers. A study published in September 2013 in the journal Pediatrics took a look at the factors that contribute to the rise in obesity rates and analyzed young people's level of engagement in these unhealthy behaviors. The researchers evaluated data from three sets of students in grades 6 to 10. One set was studied during the 2001 to 2002 school year, the second set was surveyed during the 2005 to 2006 school year, and the third set was studied from the 2009 to 2010 school year. Researchers inquired about the students' nutrition habits, breakfast consumption patterns, TV watching habits, height, weight, and daily physical activity levels. The researchers then compared the students' answers across the three school years to identify trends in their behaviors. While there were some positive results in terms of a greater number of days the teenagers ate breakfast and a decrease in the amount of television being watched, these turnarounds unfortunately still do not meet the standard guidelines as put out by groups like the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. For example, the researchers noted significant increases in the teenagers' body mass indexes, or BMIs, over the same time period. In 2001 to 2002, 10.3% of the students surveyed were obese. In 2009 to 2010, 12.7% were obese. A similar increase was seen in the overweight BMI category. The majority of the young people evaluated also continued to watch over two hours of television each day and did not eat more than five daily servings of fruits and vegetables. Clearly, this all amounts to one huge problem when we consider the myriad of detrimental health effects. That's why it's time to give new meaning to the idea of being a hero, a person who honors his, her, his or her own body, who gives him or herself the proper nutrition, and who makes sure to take time out of each busy day to give himself or herself strength through exercise. We I guess- owe it to ourselves. Make the conscious decision today to take a stand for your own health.
2: Yeah, I love the viewpoint that you gave of being a hero, like how you said, most times we think of heroes as really dangerous, daring, bold people who strive to make all our lives better. But really, it's to realize the hero inside of ourselves and to take care of ourselves. And I really enjoyed that viewpoint. So why do you think the results of this study are so significant?
3: Well, I think it's very important to take note of the idea that even though we've come a long way in getting America's children to become healthier, we still have a long way left to go. Just because a few very, very recent studies have indicated perhaps a leveling off of the unhealthy behaviors for certain groups of individuals that does not mean in any way that this is a time to rest on our laurels. (laughs) No, we still have a great deal of work to do in sharing the message of health with ever more people. Do you think the survey
2: and the statistics were a good sign of growth and a good step towards a future, healthier
3: America? Oh, definitely. The study did find a good number of encouraging signs. I mean, between 2001 and 2002, and between 2009 and 2010, there was actually a jump in the number of days the children were getting a minimum of one hour of physical activity. And in addition, there was a decline in the amount of television they watched. And in that same time period, the teenagers reported eating breakfast more often and eating more fruits and vegetables as opposed to sugary beverages or junk food.
2: And what do you think is getting in the way of teenagers leading a healthy life?
3: Well, you know, I think there are a lot of factors nowadays that are contributing to the unhealthy behavior we're finding, and they probably vary from individual to individual. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I think a lot of young people are pressed for time nowadays. Yeah. I think we've created a culture with different priorities, and, you know, for one reason or another, getting the right amount of activity and eating healthy just aren't at the top of the agenda anymore. And in addition, I think there's a huge misunderstanding that's been perpetuated among young people that living the healthy life is boring or unimportant. You know, you hear that YOLO phrase being bantered about way too often now, and in a way it's true, you do only live once, but then why not get it right by laying a good, healthy foundation from the beginning? And not to mention, I think our love of technology and the ever-heightening dependence on that maybe preventing us from unplugging every so often and just heading out to exercise.
2: Yeah, I feel in a lot of ways in my own life, I always have the excuse, I'm too busy to do something. I'm too busy to eat breakfast. I'm too busy to go exercising. And I remember one of my friends was saying that instead of saying I'm busy, you should say this isn't my priority. And it just makes you think more. Like it's not, there's a difference between it's not my priority to exercise, and I'm too busy. So yes, I often find that time and not feeling like you don't have enough time is a big problem.
3: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. I mean, we are all teenagers, and (laughs) I think the teenagers of today are going through a very different experience than perhaps the teenagers of a generation or two generations ago were going through. It's so different, and just what we're going through now and the unique challenges that are coming up along the way in terms of remaining healthy are really blaring and astounding and we need to find ways of addressing those.
2: Yeah, and what are some ways to overcome these negative factors that the study found?
3: Well, I think we can begin by opening up a dialogue on it. You know, children are impressionable. They live what they learn. And so I think if we start with the young, by educating them, by informing them about the benefits of living and loving the healthy life, I think we're going to be able to see some really positive turnarounds. And in addition, we need the adults in our lives, our parents, our teachers, or anyone whom we look up to to really be diligent about modeling healthy behavior. This notion of health will make much more of an impact on us if we have those role models.
2: Well, thank you, Hannah, so much for this segment, as well as co-hosting today. As always, all good things must come to an end, and this is the end of our show for today. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kit Star for producing this show. Thanks to our Voice America Kids group, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Olsteen, and thanks to our guests from across the world, and thanks to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Young Joon.
3: And I'm Hannah Hundle, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. Until next week, remember, be healthy, be kind, and be a hero. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself.
0: See you next time. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go Find some place
1: Hello, my name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona and host of Bookworm. The Kids' Store Ebum of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer, and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball.
6: Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall There's nothing you can do One time she drew a beat on Fred Back when he first moved in She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we first saw her throw with that wind-up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes We only know that when she plays We drop like swatted flies Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary gonna make us fall out to be against the law She should even play it all Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Same thing happens every day Mary puts us in our place Though we try, we cannot get away From that moment. Some face each day We wonder who it is She's gonna level first And when she's through With what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law. She should even play at all Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary's show is beautiful the friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you wind up that When I go out into the world Don't know what job I'll do But I can bet I know one girl Who's gonna run A wrecking crew Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play it on Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard She's gonna wind up hard She's gonna wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Look out, county ball And her eyes Are set on
1: you The Kid Star album of the month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends Received are donated to The Harvard Stem Cell Institute To put an end to muscular dystrophy For more information Go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org